Welcome to the Prodigy Kid Podcast, where I'm on a mission to discover what successful entrepreneurs are teaching their kids about success and making money. I personally have been an entrepreneur and a student of success for over 25 years, and I have an extreme hunger for learning about success and making money. After a near-death experience a few years ago, I'm now actively documenting my journey as I teach my son Nate everything I've learned as I guide him to success and entrepreneurship. I'm honored and excited for this opportunity and look forward to having you along for the journey. Well, we're um, tomorrow I'm starting something new, and I'm sure I'll be able to loop Nate into it whenever the time comes. As of now, he's still battling a you know his broken leg, and, and he's kind of down a little bit, so he's not... I don't think he's ready to take drastic steps, but I, I personally am taking drastic steps tomorrow. And the, um, you know, he'll come around. And even if he doesn't come around now, the next week, the next day, whatever, the next year, next whatever, doesn't matter because he'll see me doing it and he'll know that that's something that is, is awesome. So in the future, when he wants to go after something big, that's something he'll know to, to work towards and know what the ideal looks like. Um, you know, with him, a lot of what I've been doing is trying to do is, you know, tell him as much as I can and, and do and show him a good example and then have him learn from that and throw a bunch of stuff at him and, and hope that, it's getting in there. And I think it's getting in there. I know, no, not think, I know it's getting in there. So the approach is helping. I, I don't let, you know, you know, he's just 14. So I'm not, you know, ready to, to get like all aggravated or whatever, you know, if he's not like, Hey, you're not doing your whatever, you know, not like get all worried about it. But I, you know, I just keep, keep throwing, throwing mud at the wall, throwing mud at the wall and, and it's sticking. So it's good. But Here's what's happening tomorrow. Um, taking a really big step towards Prodigy Kid and, and towards my life. Um, a couple weeks ago, I did a five-day fast mimicking diet. Day two, I thought I had like one of the worst flus ever, super migraine. It was just, I was having, I was short of breath. It was just terrible, nauseous. And, uh, you know, the kind of kind of tiredness where you want to sleep, but you can't. And it just wasn't wasn't a fun time. Day three of that fast, I was doing good. Day four, I started having a more energy, five more energy. And then now I've gone to a crazy diet. It's a fast, um, uh, uh, what is it, intermittent fast. So I eat from 12 to 6 and all clean food, no sugar, no dairy, no process, no fast food, no coffee. Um, sure, there's a few others in there I, I missed. But um, yeah, so I, I have crazy energy. So the past... However long, it had to have been the gluten that was doing it to me, the grains, but I would just have a haze and I was just the sugar too, you know, just what you think is giving you energy or making you feel good is actually making you go backwards. And even the coffee too, making me go backwards, like, oh, I'm tired. I need a coffee, but instead it made me way more tired. So I would wake up after, you know, full night sleep and be tired and want to take a nap. And it just, you know, like when you wake up right before you know, you wake up and you're really tired and then you, you stand up, you drink some water, you go brush your teeth, you take a shower or whatever, you get ready for work and you go and, and now you're wide awake and you're good to go. But there's that haze. Well, that haze never would leave me. And that's the problem that I that I had. You know, I I, uh, I couldn't function, couldn't do anything, you know, besides my, my major problem. Um, that was like a secondary. So the idea of me not just sleep until I woke up 
it was just crazy. If I'd wake up a little bit early, it would just make it 10 times worse. And, and it would just ruin my day if I, if I got up a little bit early. But now that my diet has really kicked in, um, tomorrow I'm going to get up at five 30 in the morning and I am going to begin the process of, you know, get up, wake up and, and jump on the computer as fast as possible. And I'm going to begin to knock out the remaining amount of things that need to be done for Prodigy Kid to launch and really give it a major push. When I originally wrote the Prodigy Kid book, I was extremely messed up. I mean, like now I, I whine about how I am now, but like, God, I was really, really bad back then. And what I did is the day I almost died, the next day I got up at 530 in the morning and I wrote until I had, you know, so 530, I didn't do anything. I really, I wasn't working very much, even if at all at that point. Um, and I, I would write until I had 500 words at a minimum. Sometimes I'd get like 1,000, 1,200, whatever, a little bit more. But that would be my my daily writing. I did that for 40 days straight to create the Prodigy Kid book. Then each day I would go through and, and edit, reread. I mean, I would be, I would, I would reread what I wrote a bunch of times, dozens of times, and each time trying to find extra things I could add in there and then going back to the bookshelf and pulling stuff out and going to Google and looking for you know, blogs and other resources to try to, you know, fine tune what I had. And at the end of the 40 days, I had a really good manuscript for um, the the memoir I wanted to give Nate. And um, once, you know, things things were a little bit different thereafter. Once I had it, had it done, I wasn't in such a hurry up mode. And at one point thereafter, I got out of that habit. But, um, you know, there is a chapter in the Prodigy Kid book that is completely dedicated to that's the time, you know, our, our high, high achievers are known to wake up early and to be, you know, you know, to have routines and things that they do to make them successful. Like even if it's as little as they wake up and they go work out and they take the dog for a run or whatever, you know, or maybe they do the dog first, who knows, but they have a specific thing that they do that gets their head right. And, you know, maybe while they're walking the dog, they're listening to a podcast or while they're working out they're they're listening to an ebook or whatever and getting them pumped and, and ready. Maybe they're journaling, maybe they're writing, maybe they're doing whatever, but that's what they do. I noticed that when Nate broke his leg and we were in the hospital, well, wouldn't you know, like, you know, it's like we're, we, we couldn't, we, neither of us could barely sleep because every night the, uh, the machine that does the IV every like 20 minutes, it would, it would, it would play the, the beep, 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 beep game. And the nurse would have to come in and push the button. So we heard the beep, beep, beep song all night, you know, both nights we were there. So we were kind of groggy. So at like 640, when this doctor came in, we, you know, it was kind of like, what in the heck is this a dream? But here's this guy, you know, one of the, one of the main surgeons for the, for the hospital is big, huge hospital you know, one of the main, you know, ortho surgeons came in, you know, dressed in a suit and tie, probably, you know, suit and tie were, you know, more than my Chuck, you know, not really, but I mean, you know, I guess they have $20,000 suits, but yeah, this guy comes in, you know, one of the, the highest paid people in this hospital probably, but here he is 640 in the morning, already at work, already checking on patients and already seeing what they're doing. 
that means that he had to have driven there, you know, in, in places downtown. So a lot of times these guys, these doctors, they, they live at the beach, they live where, you know, the suburbs, they live in the country, like, you know, they, you know, they've got a little drive to get there. So not only that, but they don't just get up and jump in their car. They've got to, like I said, walk the dog. They've got to make coffee. They've got to take a shower. They've got to get dressed. There's a process. This guy probably got up at, you know, 430 in the morning, if not even earlier, depending on what his routine is. But see, he's a highly elevated guy in that in that hospital and in, in his industry and what he's done. You know, it's not like he's just a little like doctor that will take your temperature or whatever and you know tell you oh you got a cold here's a here's a script you know drink chicken soup no this guy's banging nails and kids legs and like you know cutting them open and saying all right you're good to go we don't need to see you for a month like what like just send them on their way like this guy knows what he's doing you know and and a lot of that you know to get to that elevated level he had to do things that were extraordinary and things that were out of the out of the norm and similar to what i did when I wrote the Prodigy Kid book, the um, you know I was up at five thirty every morning, and that was my routine. And you think about this, I I don't get up right now. I, I sleep until I until whatever. So I you know usually eight fifteen I'm waking up, eight thirty I'm rolling out of bed usually, and that's you know I'll, I'll be going to bed at twelve o'clock, eleven o'clock, eleven o'clock last night, like all different times that are late. I'm gonna stick to a 9.30 is the time I go to bed. And if it's 10, that's fine. But 9.30, and then I'm going to get up at 5.30 and jump right on the computer. So if I if I get to my computer, let's say, at 5.35 and start writing and start doing what I need to do, by the time I would normally wake up, I've got three hours of work time in. And if I did that every day, I mean, I would have 15 extra hours. Or no, I'm sorry, if I did that seven days, a week every day. And just, that's what I did. I mean, I'm at 21 extra hours before I would even wake up previously. And, you know, it's like nine 30 to 11. I mean, there's not really a lot that happens late night like that. What watch fate, you know, look at Facebook, watch, watch a movie, watch TV, you know, do, do nothing. Like there's, there's so much downtime later in the night like that for, for me and a lot of people that, it just, to me, cut that out, add it to the morning. And because of my diet and because of the drastic steps I took two weeks ago, now my head is right. So when I wake up and I'm a little groggy, I'm actually just snapping out of it. And I'm not tired like that all day. And now I'm able to actually function like a normal human being. Um, while, you know, I think it was, um, I can't I think it was Wednesday of last week. You know, I went to bed at like two in the morning. I was up at like 7.30 and I went to work and I did actually did something and I, you know, I struggled with it, but I had to, it was one of those do or die, have to do it type situations. And I, um, I was able to function the whole day. And my client even was like, Hey man, I can tell, I can, what would you do different? I can tell, must've been your diet. I can tell you, you know, I can tell you got more focus because I had been out there several weeks before because he uh, wanted me to do a little maintenance for him. And, you know, I could barely like stay on task. It's crazy how, when, when I get like that, how, how I, I just, you know, it's like, I don't know how to explain it to you. Just except for that morning haze when you just wake up and you're so tired. That's imagine just walking around life like that. And I, you know, is it, is it, 
because of the too much sugar? Is it because of all the grains? Is it because dehydration, low iron, you know, the anemia? Like what, what exactly causes that for me? I don't know, but I know that it has gone away and it's gotten to a point where now I'm going to be able to actually focus and, and create this new routine. So it's like, I'm calling my shot, but one, you know, we've got the, uh, you know, there is the chapter in the prodigy kid book that, that talks about the importance of the, the morning routine, but a resource that if you even are considering thinking about doing something similar to what I'm doing, there's a guy, um, his name is Hal Alrod and he, he wrote this book called the miracle morning. So the miracle morning not so obvious secret guaranteed to transform your life before AM. Wait, 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 let me, I think I said that wrong. The not so obvious secret guaranteed to transform your life before AM. See, that doesn't seem right. Not so, but hey, regardless, that's what the book says. But this guy, he, he created an entire movement around the miracle morning. And I would, I would love to at one point talk to him, have him on the show or whatever, but he's a remarkable individual. He had, you know, I talk, I whine about my health issues. This guy, he was in this like devastating, like crazy, crazy car wreck. And I, you know, he, you know, his girlfriend left him like, all right, well, it looks like you're going to die. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and leave you. And like, you know, had to rehab and, and get his life back together. And, you know, he, he was like a high level salesman. I don't remember if it was at the time or, or, you know, all the details, that's all the better reason to get him on the, get him on the show and talk to him at one point. But he, he um, also, once he was already had everything going, was, was doing, doing good with it and, you know, creating this movement, he ended up with cancer too. And it was like one of these crazy cancers that, that is, is I don't know if it was rare, but it was, you know, his chance, I think his chances of survival were like 12% or something ridiculous like that. And he was like, no, I'm not taking that for an answer. And he, he just pushed through and, and was able to be one of those 12% that made it out of the other, the other side. But um, his book, the miracle morning is just amazing. And I recommend it to everybody. I think I'm actually going to go through and, and read it, but there's, there's stuff in there like affirmations and, the saver method. I think you know what sense what I'm talking about. Let me go find the saver. It's pretty cool. Okay. Boom. So S is for silence. So we're talking about um meditation, you know, sitting there just kind of laying low. Um, let me see if there's hold on a second. Hang on one second. I'm looking for where it's all in one spot, but it's not. So we have the we have the uh, meditation, silence, and that's that's number one. The next one is uh, um, affirmations, A for affirmation, aw aw awfully uh, important. Visualization is another one of his, um, one of the parts of the saver. And then we have um, exercise is extremely important. Reading is another really big one that's part of it. And the last one is scribing, writing. So Actually, if you look at it, um, affirmations, visualizations, reading, and scribing, which writing, those four are part of the uh, the Prodigy Kid Successful Four. So what's the, the four most important things you can do every day that are like a, the minimal viable thing towards, towards your success, no matter what? And those are the four things. So those are in there. And then, um, you know, we've got, um, you know, he adds in... Um, 
meditation as well as as exercise. I didn't I didn't add those in there, but of course, you know, exercise is is a big part of of what we're teaching within Prodigy Kids. So that's um, yeah, just awesome, and it's all right there. And and he is the the number one go to if you're wanting to learn more about and 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 really figure it out a, a good morning routine. I mean, how Alrod the Miracle Morning is the the go to. So. I would definitely recommend checking that out, but I, I'm kind of nervous on one side, but on the other side, um, I know that what's the worst that can happen. Like I get up at five 30, I put three good hours in, I, I get the guy started with the uh, traditional business. And if I need to, I just go back to bed, but at least I know by the time my normal day would have started, I would have already had three hours in. So that means if I put, eight extra hours in after that, or I'm sorry, five extra hours. That's another, that's, you know, that's a full eight hour day. And then I have, you know, think about it. So I get the guys started around eight, eight thirty, eight forty five, whatever. And then by nine 30, I'm back on it. I mean, you know, two 30, what is it? Two 30. Yeah. Two 30. I'm already at eight hours. I mean, and then I have two 30 till nine 30. I've got seven hours free thereafter to do anything I want. Like, and, you know, that to me is going to be awesome. And I, I have to to realize myself that if I don't make a drastic change like I did with my diet, then I'm never going to get this this Prodigy Kid project up and running. Um, I do have deadlines. I do have dates picked out. And I, I treat it seriously. Like I, I really, you know, Prodigy Kid is very important to me. I, I know, you know, for Nate to understand what's in it and all the, the bells and whistles is is great and awesome. And, and I want that. But if I don't really, you know, push through, I don't know if it's going to happen. Like, you know, people get comfortable. And with my traditional business, I'm able to kind of just plug along and not have to, you know, not have to do any of this. And, and, you know, it's not, I don't make a tremendous amount of money, but I make enough to eat and to get by. And, you know, when people are in, in a comfort zone, it, it just makes them them content, I guess. And that's why when I had to, you know, when I wanted to change my diet to this fast mimicking diet and eliminate uh, gluten and sugar and all the other bad stuff I was doing, like I couldn't just one day start like, okay, let's just start with the gluten and then I'll do the coffee next week. And what I had to go like full on cold Turkey, everything and be sick for a couple of days and with, with jaws in order to make it happen. Um, you know, that's why the fast mimicking diet was, was awesome for someone like me. But, um, you know, like today, my, you know, as of like Thursday, my goal for the next or for those, you know, by, by tomorrow at Monday, Monday morning, boom, or Sunday night when I went to bed, I, I should there was a task I should have done. And that task was going to be to, to do one more final read through of the book before I put it on Amazon to make sure that everything was edited properly and everything was looking good. And I just didn't do it. I did not do it. I was working on the house or putting up the tree. I slept till nine 30 today. I slept till like 10 yesterday. And, um, you know, there's, there's so much, you know, I was cleaning, I was just doing, miscellaneous stuff and i i needed to to really um you know really do that so you know now the next task that's supposed to be next week now i'm i'm behind a task so you know 
all of a sudden three weeks goes by and I'm three weeks behind. And that's, you know, that's kind of what happens when, when you've got this brain fog situation and whatever I had. So tomorrow, 5.30 a.m., I'll see you then. And I will also see you on the next podcast. Remember, you can go to the prodigykidbook.com and also um, prodigykidblueprint.com to get some cool stuff if you're interested. All right, thanks.